good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. With me, our pro-life correspondent, Claire Kozmalski, graduated the Franciscan University of Steubenville, where she majored in education and human life issues. She's married with 10 children and one grandchild. And uh, she was a former producer here at Crest in the Afternoon. Good to have you back. Good to be here. Got a, a lot to go over today. <clears throat> um, the question that has come up a few times has been, uh, now that Roe has been uh, discarded, uh, will the March for Life continue? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, they announced yesterday the theme for 2023. The march is on, I believe, Mar- uh, January 20th. Um, 2023, and the theme is Next Steps, Marching in a Post-Roe America. Um, The goal for March for Life is now to move the March for Life to continue not only on a national level, but also at at a state level. So every state, the goal is for every state to have their own March for Life. Ten states are slated to have Marches for Life next year, and the goal is to have 20 in the following year. So that's 2023 and 2024. Um, The question on everyone's mind is whether the march would be moved to June because the Dobbs decision came down June 24th. Mm -hmm. Uh, The answer is no, they're not going to move it um, because what Jean Mancini said is we don't we don't not think about or commemorate D-Day because we got past World War II. Yeah. So the date of January 22nd is still Okay. A date uh, to be remembered with solemnity, and uh, they're going to continue with that date. Um, will at one time they were thinking of having um, local marches. Yes, uh, are they committed to that? Yeah, they are. They, Ten okay. next year and twenty the year after. Okay. They have an aggressive goal of getting, I think, all fifty states having marches for life by twenty thirty, which is very aggressive. Okay. Um, one one gentleman spoke from. Um, I watched the the live feed of this from uh, California, uh, California Family Alliance, and encouraged all of us not to abandon the blue states just because we live in red states. Like, we can't just stop thinking about California, give up on California um, because they'll never be pro-life mm-hmm. kind of thing. California, on, on the other hand, Governor Newsom in California is going after um, red states in the sense that he has been putting up billboards in pro-life states with pro-life laws advertising that California will pay for travel expenses and abortions for women from those states who are seeking abortions. So California is not backing down. They're very aggressive. We have to keep helping our brothers and sisters who are pro-life in blue states as well. And that's why the goal is to have marches for life in every state. Okay. Uh, Let's switch gears to... uh What's happening in the state of Michigan with Proposal 3? Uh, again, this is a, a Michigan. This is a constitutional amendment here in Michigan that basically uh, embeds a right to abortion in the state constitution without any legislative debate. Um, there is a rally coming up on this, this Saturday. Yes. Uh, where people are coming together. I know 100,000-plus invitations have been sent out. So there should be a great turnout uh, at Hopefully, the Lansing yeah. State Capitol there. I've been hearing a lot about it. Um, this is an interfaith rally, Defeat Proposal 3 prayer gathering at the Lansing Capitol building from noon to 3 tomorrow. Uh, among the speakers are our friend Monica Miller, and Aaron Mercino, who I think uh, works mm-hmm. for the Thomas More yeah, Center. Yeah, she's also a good friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they say, bring your, this is interfaith. So um, Protestants invited, Muslims, Catholics, Chaldeans, 
um, the word has gone out to all of uh, the believers in the state of Michigan to come and pray and uh, help to bring down this proposal. It might be of interest to people that just down the street Mm -hmm. from the state capitol in Lansing, Mm -hmm. if you Go down, if you travel on Michigan Avenue East towards East Lansing, you come across uh, the Church of the Resurrection. Yes. Where uh, our friend, Father Steve Matson has been serving wonderfully for a number of years now. And um, there's been criminal acts committed there. What, What do you know? Yeah, this is the latest in a long line of attacks against Catholic churches, 84, 86 church attacks attacks on Catholic churches since the Alito League, um, and as well as 74 attacks on um, crisis pregnancy centers since the Alito League. This was over the weekend. Um, we do have security video that captured three hooded individuals vandalizing the church October 8th, around midnight, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. They spray painted uh, the sidewalk, the front door, and the church's sign um, before they fled the scene. Um, the words abort the court and death to Christian nationalism, as well as two upside down red crosses, were left on the church's doors and sidewalks. Um, the Father Steve Matson, as you said, our friend, estimates the cost of the damages is $15,000. He did say the night before the signs were vandalized in the doors and sidewalks, a parishioner had offered her testimony of conversion and healing after having had an abortion years ago. And mm-hmm. he um, thinks that this is a this is kind of a spiritual attack, obviously a physical one as well. Yeah. But this is a spiritual attack to a church that is, um, you know, strongly pro-life. So part part of the, what is wickedly humorous about this is the charge of a Catholic church uh, engaging in quote Christian nationalism. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the one thing the it's Catholic weird. Church isn't is a nationalist institution. Yeah, it's an internationalist institution, and. Yeah. You know, this goes to show how ignorant uh, our opponents are and how they will often use language, which has nothing to do with the true state of affairs. Language is used as um, for pro- provocation. It's used, it's used to uh, create venom. Uh, it's, it's used to destroy uh, the community. It it's used to pick a fight is what it's done. Yeah, and this is just, I've seen this popping up, this Christian nationalism um, accusation from the left. I've seen it popping up on social media, and I just scratch my head and think, I don't know, any Christians who think that, you know, they're, they're saying things like, we want the First Amendment repealed and um, all of this, and it just doesn't make any sense. What a straw man argument this is. But it does seem to be kind of the talking points at this point um, among uh, the left, and so they're just kind of parroting what's out there. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other things going on. Uh, there's a Christian newscaster who was fired for circulating a pro-life petition. Tell me about the story. Yeah, so this is Melanie Standiford out in Nebraska. And um, interesting, she's the mother of nine children. Um, the, she worked for a Nebraska television station for five years uh, and was fired after she collected signatures for a pro-life petition that aimed to make her hometown of Curtis, Nebraska, a sanctuary city for the unborn. Mm-hmm. Um, and her uh, her boss told her she recorded um, the uh, interaction with her boss when he fired her. And 
um, asked him to tell her exactly why she was being fired. And he said, word for word, you're being fired for practicing partisan politics. Mm. And she said, I didn't think I was being political with that in my home church. This was at her church in uh, in Nebraska. And she was collecting signatures. She didn't. She said um, being pro-life shouldn't be partisan because there are people on the right and the left who are pro-life. This isn't partisan politics. Um, and so she, I hope she, she said she's talking to two lawyers. Good. Um, I do hope that she uh, finds, you know, a way to sue them. This Very is pretty blatantly um, unacceptable that she was fired. So her, her, her testimony here is that she was circulating this petition. At her church. At her home church. Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be interesting because uh, in the past, uh, news organizations have had um, – Policies. Uh, it's funny they don't. I didn't think they were they were using them anymore. They used to have policies that you could not identify in, in a partisan way. Yeah. Because it would, because it would call into question the so-called objectivity of the news organization. Um, of course, that I haven't heard of that happening for quite a while. Well, and the general manager of the um, KNOP, Shannon Booth, explained uh, Standiford's termination. She even said, our longstanding company policy encourages civic involvement among our employees, so long as such activities do not give the appearance of interfering with journalistic impartiality. And Standiford points out that she had covered um, the pro-life issue in the past and given equal, given part, you know, impartial coverage to spokespeople from Planned Parenthood as well as pro-life spokespeople. Um, And so this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's really egregious that she would be fired for such a thing. And in fact, it came out, the reason it came out is because another journalist um, called her to investigate whether or not it was ethical for her as a journalist to collect signatures for the petition. And she said, this is something I did in the privacy of my church. Um, and she wasn't cam- campaigning for any political, um, you know, uh, candidate. She right. wasn't, she wasn't, you know, taking a, a Democrat or Republican uh, point of view. She was just collecting signatures for her city on, to be a, a sanctuary issue. city for yeah. the unborn. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me go to this story that I, I'm not quite certain I know what happened here. But you've got uh, many YouTube videos produced by Catholic or pro-life organizations are now going to have an abortion disclaimer and links to an abortion webpage. Is that actually being imposed on these these web pages by YouTube? What, what? Yeah, though. So I I looked up a couple of these. Um, the one that I started with was the one that Pope Francis, where Pope Francis um, called uh, getting an abortion, uh, compared it to hiring a hitman, and um, indeed it did have a disclaimer from YouTube that um, from the National Library of Medicine, a link to quote abortion health information and um, kind of a patronizing explanation that says an abortion is a procedure to end a pregnancy. It uses medicine or surgery to remove the embryo or fetus and placenta from the uterus. The procedure is done by a licensed healthcare professional. And then if you hit the link, you get a lot of other links to um, other organizations. And um, yeah, it's... So it's, the video from Bishop Barron, I understand, uh, called Pro-Abortion Politicians Can We Actually Dialogue, that now has the same disclaimer. Yeah, or a similar one. and videos from live action. Um, I mean, this reminds me of uh, Google removing, um, you know, manipulating information about crisis pregnancy centers based on lobbying from pro-abortion um, influencing, you know, NARAL and pro-choice America. So 
This is this is YouTube acting as an editor or publisher. This is not, um, you know, this dis- this claim of disinformation is really out of line. Um, you know, this is this is where uh, I think we as consumers probably couldn't have anticipated it, but. We, I think many of us thought when the Internet started and then social media started that organizations like Facebook and uh, YouTube and Twitter and, uh, you know, now with, uh, TikTok and, of course, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. that you, you had what amounted to a public utility, yeah. like the phone company, right? Yeah. But to get an idea of how false an analogy that is. Can you imagine a phone company breaking in on your conversation and saying that's misinformation? No, not at all. And that's what's going on here, such that they can slam Pope Francis, they can slam Bishop Barron. Yes. So you know that, uh, you know, let's say these pretty ma- Pope Francis and Bishop Barron are pretty mainstream characters. Yes. <laughs> Claire, thanks. God bless. Okay, Good again, to tomorrow, noon at Lansing. Yes, noon to three building. at the Capitol Building in Lansing. All Be right. there.